Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He's Zach Bingham. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live every weekday morning at 8 Central on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links for the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok. But we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys. Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com, the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, plus Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash atoz. And Hughes & Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, call them for a free case consultation, 800-800-4600. So, Zach, uh, before we talk about the demise of the entire Indianapolis Colts uh, organization and the Titans' complete ownership of that organization uh, over the last several years, we did bring home the hardware last night, winning the Best Startup uh, for Sports Music and Entertainment Award for the next awards, thanks to the Entrepreneur Center. Had a great night last night. Uh, so, Zach, there's there's our award right here. I don't know. If, if you want it or if you want me to eat. I mean, you've got the magic bucket, so do I keep this for the time being? And then whenever we, we swap that, like, I don't know how that's going to work. But Well, uh, usually in the, the Oscars, they give, they make a, they mold a bunch of them, right? For, <laughs> for all the studio hands and all the people on the, on the last graphic. So I don't know, we'll have to ask. But, you know, last night was an exciting night. It's always great to be recognized. And, you know, Austin and I have worked uh, very hard. And, and honestly, you know, when you do social media and you create a business like this, uh, you, you know, the success goes to the fans and the followers and the people that consume the content that we put out. And then on top of that, it's the team that we have behind the scenes that are helping us kind of procure all of this content all across our A to Z sports platforms, whether it's our social media, or our website, A to Z sports.com. And we've grown in a very massive way over the last, I'd say, year and a half since we we started to launch into other cities. But, you know, the core, and this is, I think, what last night represented, at least to me, I can't speak uh, fully for you, Austin, is, you know, this is a Nashville award. This is where we learned and kind of, you know, got our feet wet on what content creation in a digital media form really is. We learned a lot. We made some mistakes. We're continuing to do the same. And, you know, it's a startup. I look at startup as we're just getting started. There's a lot more that we can do, but it is very cool. And we, we appreciate everybody that uh, that has been a part of this ward and the growth of A to Z Sports. Absolutely. So it was a really fun night uh, with everybody that we had there with us and uh, uh, the excitement that came with uh, how the award was announced that at first uh, that the person presenting said the wrong word and then everybody's like wait what and then we finally figured it out so uh that was a lot of fun last night overall but very appreciative of the entrepreneurial center uh and everybody there last night and also of you guys uh too because uh, it's been a long journey over the last six years or so uh for us to get this and uh we're, we're pretty pumped about this and exactly we're where we're headed from here as well I've had this Yeti for God knows how long. I'll tell you how long is uh, you know, our real original logo that we just kind of put together in, uh, I don't know, Times New Roman font or Arrow font, whatever. Uh, Microsoft you call that. Paint, I believe, actually. Yeah, yeah it was Microsoft yeah. Paint. So, uh, 
you know, it, it is an exciting thing. Uh, you know, we met a lot of great people last night yeah. and we're going to continue to do what we love to do. This is all based on passion of sports. That's why Austin and I got into that. And that's honestly why we relate to the chat so much is because you guys have the passion of sports and we're just trying to create the community to talk, discuss, argue at times, answer trivia questions at times. I mean, do magic buckets at times. So that we're just trying to have fun and we um, we're excited about the future and a little, a little cool to, to get recognized last night. So absolutely. All right. So let's get to the Colts and, uh, their franchise that seems like it's just crumbling, uh, after the, the next, uh, veteran quarterback they've traded for, it did not work out. So, uh, Matt Ryan benched yesterday by the Colts after the Titans swept the Colts on Sunday, Matt Ryan throwing two picks. Uh, three turnovers overall by that Colts offense. Let's hear from Frank Wright, Colts head coach, about the move. Um, also wanted to to note that we are going to make a significant change uh, to the starting lineup. Um, we are going to we are going to elevate Sam to be the starting quarterback. Extremely difficult decision, obviously given the respect and admiration that we have for Matt Ryan and you know what he's done and what he's brought here. Um, you know, he is a pro's pro. This guy is, this guy is special, special, special. Matt will be a pro. He, you know, he, I will say this, uh, as you guys saw, or maybe saw, he did get banged up in the game. He does have a grade two, uh, grade two um, shoulder separation. Uh, and so will not practice this week. We'll be inactive. Um, Nick will be number two. Um, and but Matt is committed to helping this team in every way he can. He's got a lot of years of experience. You always got to stay ready. You never know. This is a funny league. So I um, still believe Matt's going to help us get to where we want to go in whatever role that is. So Frank Reich up there. Um, just to note. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that? No, I, I want to play this. Like, okay, huge news. But yeah. um, also wanted to to note. <laughs> That, that was the first time I'd ever heard that. That oh. took me for a loop. It was weird. I mean, Frank Reich's standing up there looking like he's doing a hostage video from somewhere in the Middle East and basically saying that Matt Ryan is so, so special, but he's done for the year. We're but he's rolling not special with, enough. Yeah, we're rolling with Sam. Sam Ellinger, a, a, a day three pick. Uh, and, you know, I don't know, you know, what, well, I have a lot of opinions about this, but Matt Ryan, not good enough. And it's not even about the injury because the injury was an afterthought. It was a, oh yeah. He, uh, he also to note uh, PS, uh, he got banged up in the game and he has a grade two shoulder uh, separation. So he's going to be out this week uh, overall. So very that was a terrible work. job. I just want to stop and say this and yeah. note that was an absolute terrible job by Frank Wright. He should be experienced in this enough and been in this league long enough on how to do a little PR. I'm not talking about a lot of PR, but you come out there and you say, Matt Ryan's going to be inactive due to a grade two shoulder separation, will not play, will not dress this week, so we're going to roll with Sam Ellinger, period. They're going to ask you questions. You got to be ready for them, but say it with your chest, Frank. Jesus, I got to say that. Like, that is unbelievable how poorly that he presented that. That makes no sense. Yeah. And it makes me 
think even more of how bad the Colts are truly down. Like, just that, watching that, I knew they were down. Three, three, and one, you're tied with the Texans. You've lost two, well, really lost five straight to the Titans, but you've gotten swept by the Titans, and you got only one divisional game left, and we all know that the only way the Colts are making the playoffs is to win the division because of the AFC. That is a disaster. Yeah, it's an absolute disaster. And the Titans have done this. The, the Titans continue their ownership of the Colts under Mike Vrabel. And really, ever since Andrew Luck up and retired that one August night a few years ago in the middle of the preseason, the Colts have not been able to sustain. They got to the playoffs uh, once with Phillip Rivers as a wild card. And, and that was an admirable job by Phillip Rivers, but it wasn't good enough. And, you know, just at that time when Andrew Luck was battling through those injuries, you thought the Colts were building a championship roster to really be one of the favorites in the AFC overall. And they have not been able to do anything uh, without Andrew Luck of substance and consistency. Well, it's uh, to me, it's kind of like they're finally taking their straight jacket off because they've been insane for a long, long time because they've been doing the same thing over and over and over again expecting a different result, but they've had a veteran quarterback who is not good enough to win, doesn't make the playoffs all the time as we saw last year, falls short, and they can't compete. This year, it just happened earlier, right? I mean, Carson Wentz, it happened at the very end of last season, and this year, it just happened, you know, week seven. But they've been expecting, and I will say this, and Hibachi, where are you at, Hibachi? How are the Colts fans dealing with this? Because there's no juice. I mean, Titans fans, and we talk about this, and I talk about it at length, I don't necessarily trust Ryan Tannehill to get the Titans to where they need to go and compete for a Super Bowl. But I do know that Ryan Tannehill is above-average quarterback that can consistently get his team with his coach to the playoffs. The Colts can't say that, and now – they're at a turning point. I, I mean, we're seeing this, right? And I, I saw a comment earlier because I, I don't necessarily think that this is incorrect. And it was basically saying that it sounds like, and there's been a lot of comments, but it sounds like he's forced into this decision maybe by Jim Ursay. Do you believe that? Oh, I, I'm going to get into a lot of that. I have a lot of thoughts on what I think and where I think this move came from. Uh, so we will discuss that. Uh, and I've got a video. Of Here is MB. Because uh, I just want to your credit. It looks yeah. like he's being told the decision and was not actively involved. So I, I think MB brings up a point. We well, don't know. And Frank Wright's so bad that he's not going to tell us. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Well, so let's ask this question and then I'll, I'll start to kind of dive into really what I think about this overall. What's one word to describe the Colts uh, Matt, uh, and Matt Ryan getting benched uh, for the season? What's one word to describe the Colts uh, and Matt Ryan getting benched uh, for the season? But first, Zach, tell everybody about our great friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com uh, slash A to Z. That's where to go fbhp.com slash a to z farm bureau health plans i switched my health plan at the beginning of 2022 and man i'm glad that i did better coverage better rates better service i got all three i improved so much i saved 20 percent every single month 
look like we always do. You don't have to traditionally, like, you know, my grandfather used to sit down and pay bills and, and write out a check, put a stamp, and send it on. This is on auto pay, baby. Every month I realize that I save 20% on my health plan, and they have the perfect health plan for you. They have the perfect health plan for me, whether you have a small family, a big family, if you're single, whatever it is, they've got you covered and literally covered with better coverage. That's fbhp.com slash A to Z. If you're in the state of Tennessee, they have over 200 plus locations. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans. Download the BetMGM app and you can get a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000 when you use our code ATOZ Sports. It's as easy as that. That's code ATOZ Sports when you download and sign up with the BetMGM app to unlock a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000. Zach, we're asking everybody, what's one word to describe Matt Ryan getting benched for the season by the Colts? I'll send you to the chat, and then we'll go through our one words, and I've got an extra bonus video for us to play uh, to go along with this as well. All right, one word, frozen right there, Matty Iced. Uh, below hilarious from Brent predictable hilarious from Brad unfortunate from Anthony uh, pathetic from Marquis shambles I think that's a good word Justin says shambles panicking uh, melting there from uh, Denise predictable joy tank time with the apostrophe washed timber falling satisfying from Timothy early from James overreaction from Mark D tank from tighten up failure from Paulie D funny from Chris purgatory from Kevin. I think he kind of states of what the quarterback situation has been in the last couple of years tank. We've got from Eric tanking from pasture laughable finish. Now, obviously we have a lot of, you know, Titans fans that watch this show because we are A to Z sports Nashville debacle right uh, right there from mm. Jay. Uh, from Frank Reich. So those are some of the words coming in from the chat. Some good one words in the state of the Indianapolis Colts franchise. Zach, my one word is ownership. And that's how it, and it's multifaceted I, because the Titans have been able to own the Colts over the last few years to keep them from getting where they want to go. Ownership is consistently trying to make up for the mishandling of the Andrew Luck injuries back five, six, seven years ago. And that forced Andrew Luck to really go into early retirement before he turned 30 years old when he was owning the Titans. Remember, it was not that long ago where Andrew Luck was 11-0 and against the Tennessee Titans as the starting quarterback. Then right before then, Peyton Manning had a really great run against the Titans for you know a decade and a half is what it felt like. So ownership is that word. But ownership because we saw Frank Reich up there at that podium discussing the benching of Matt Ryan. And I don't think it came from him. I think it came from this guy. That is Jim Mersey leaving Nissan Stadium on Sunday after the Colts swept his team uh, for the second straight year. Jim Mersey looks like a miserable person. Jim Mersey, in that short walk out of that room to that golf cart, is, yeah, Kevin, nailed it, a broken guy. <laughs> and what does a broken person do? React poorly. And I think Jim Mersey 
was walking to that golf cart thinking, I've got to make changes. So I've got another word. I've got fire sale. I think there's going to be so many changes with the Colts organization from here on out. And Matt Ryan is just the tip of the Matty iceberg. Well, that's, that's kind of the analogy I'm going to use for my word, but I'm kind of like, do you blame him? Matt Ryan played so bad in a crucial game. We knew how crucial it was. We talked about it in our pregame show. It was either going to level out the AFC South or separate. And it separated based on Austin, Matt Ryan. It wasn't anybody else. Matt Ryan. Now, it didn't help. The, they fumbled at the end of the, the game. That didn't help their cause. But Matt Ryan forced two interceptions, one directly resulting in points in a pick six by Andrew Adams. It was Matt Ryan's fault, and now he's hurt. So, again, I talked about how poorly Frank Reich went about it. If you are forced to do something, at least present it in the right way. But my one word, and I'm going with the Matty Iced uh, analogy, it's Titanic. Because the Colts during Andrew Luck's career were cruising right along. If you watched Titanic, Leo was making sweet love down there in the basement in the car, steaming it up. And then all of a sudden they hit an iceberg and they hit an iceberg. The second that Andrew Luck decided to walk away from the game. And once that happened, the violins started playing and they've been playing for years and years and years between Jacoby Brissett, between Phillip rivers, between Carson Wentz, and now Maddie ice, the final, you know, in the, in the Titanic, when a ship sinks, now there's that last bit of ship that is about to sink into the deep blue. We just saw that happen. And so that's what my one word is. It is the Titanic. And now I think to your point, probably where we're going to go next is they've got to rebuild. You cannot salvage any more of this ship it is at the bottom of the damn ocean. And the only way that you can see it is to get one of those you know, technological bubbles to float all the way down to look at it. So you ain't going to do that. You're going to start over. And that's where I believe, to your point, Jim Ursay, now he's got the money to start and build a new ship, but that's where they are right now. And finally, this whole experiment, and, I, you know, Frank Wright and, the, you know, Ballard, mm -hmm. they could be next to yeah. completely start over and buy a new uh, builder to construct this new ship. Oh, I, I and uh, <laughs> I see uh, Assad saying, dang, Zach ran with that analogy. I'm going to keep it going. I think this benching of Matty Ice is just rearranging the deck chairs on that sinking Titanic ship after it hit the iceberg. Because I do think Frank Reich, I think the reason why Frank Reich handled that press conference the way that he did is because he knows he's not going to be back. Like this, is, Like, he knows he's cooked. I think Chris Ballard's probably cooked. Does, does Jim Ursay looking like this make you feel like he's going to keep his head coach and GM next year? That guy's about to make a bunch of moves. Well, he's a got a bad knee, too. You know? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about the face. I'm not talking about, look, he's an older well, he's guy. Hurt. He's hurt. He's playing hurt. Yeah, Jim Ursay playing hurt for a while now. But I, look, I think this thing's over. Uh, and by the way, I've still yet to see the Titanic. I've never seen that movie. Uh, but oh, I know, God. I know so I just what went happens. through that. And you had no clue. No, 
No, I mean, I know what happens. It's based on a, a, a true story. So I understand the point of everything. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's about to get even worse up in Indianapolis with what uh, the Colts have going on. I think Matt Ryan's just the first. Frank Reich is probably the follow. And Chris Ballard's going to have probably the last opportunity to stay. Uh, because I think you, you you fire your head coach before the GM and then, but I do think all of them could be out. I'll give you uh, another, and Nick, no spoilers, please, right? <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers for Austin, for the Titanic, all uh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what it reminds me of, and this is something that I, well, unfortunately lived through, is I think the stubbornness and coaching ability of having success, because Frank Wright got this job on the heels of the Philadelphia Eagles winning the Super Bowl, correct? John Gruden was the same way. He won a Super Bowl for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then he went into veteran quarterback purgatory for the next several years, right? Now, he got a longer leash because he was a head coach of a Super Bowl winning team. Mm -hmm. Frank Wright was an offensive coordinator, but... Uh, you look at what he's been able to do, and he didn't he didn't want to draft a guy. They didn't take a chance on a young quarterback. Now, finally, after everything has gone array, uh, uh, array, array, excuse me, now they're turning to Sam Ellinger, a guy that they drafted. So this is like a last-ditch effort, but he's been trying to go through the veteran quarterbacks like Jeff Garcia, Brian yeah. Greasy, like those type of guys. And they're not going to win with the roster constructed. They're just not. And it's now proven. Right. And that's where I think more changes are to come. So let's get to this next conversation because I do find this interesting. Because I think the Colts are setting themselves up to do something they've done a couple times before. I think they're trying to find their next quarterback. So let's ask this question and, and we'll see how everybody feels. Is the Colts starting Sam Ellinger better or worse for the Titans long-term? Better or worse for the Titans long-term? Because to me, it feels like the Colts are trying to tank to get out of veteran quarterback purgatory, to get out of drafting in the late teens and early 20s from making the playoffs or barely missing the playoffs. And they're trying to position themselves to go draft their next quarterback to draft their next generational talent like Peyton Manning, like Andrew Luck. So is the Colts uh, starting Sam Ellinger better or worse for the Titans long-term? But first, let me tell you guys about our friends at Hughes and Coleman. They're the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans, and they can help you out if you have been injured in a car wreck. And uh, that's by getting a free case consultation by calling them at 800-800-4600. They've recovered over $1 billion for their clients across the state of Tennessee and in Kentucky over the last 30 years and will fight the insurance companies with their muscles and resources the same way for you if that needs to happen. So if you've been injured in a car wreck, call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation, 800-800-4600, principal office in Nashville, Tennessee. It is Sports are powered by BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app right there. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. Get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football for new users. They're the king of the sports book. Download the app today in your Apple or Android app store. All right, so is it better or worse for the Titans long-term that Ellinger is now the quarterback moving forward for the Indianapolis Colts? Zach, I'll go ahead and send you to the chat 
to see what people are saying about this before we. Well, I'll hear. I'll answer. I'll answer okay. the question here yeah, yeah. right out. Okay. It's worse regardless because Sam Ellinger is better than Matt Ryan. He can make more plays. Uh, Matt Ryan, did you just watch last week's game? I mean, yeah, disaster. But but I also but I also just don't think you can definitely say that Ellinger's better. You have Based no idea on what Matt Ryan has been doing. Based off of what Sam Ellinger showed you ever, like I mean, he what can do you at know? least run around. Okay, you, think, you can you can you say he's Matt, a better Matt athlete. Ryan. It just concedes, right? No, that's and okay. You can say that. He, here's my pro, that. but here's my premise, Austin. Listen, hear me out. It, that's why it doesn't matter because if he's a little bit better, he's not going to be Patrick Mahomes. But if he's a little bit better, or if he's w- disastrously worse than Matt Ryan. Then they're going to draft a new guy. I think we establish, regardless, there is going to be a change for the Indianapolis Colts. And whenever you have change, and look, there may be a change for the Tennessee Titans, depending on what the playoffs and how they make make it, first of all, and then how Ryan Tannehill does in the playoffs for the Titans as it's trending towards doing that. They may reset a little bit, right? I don't think the Titans are out of the woods either. But I think regardless, that's why I say I'm I'm indifferent on this because either Sam Ellinger is not going to salvage the season, I do not think. No, I don't think the anybody Colts, thinks that. Zach, here's what I think. This is worse for the Titans long-term because the Colts aren't trying to salvage the season. The Colts, by doing this, showing are showing us they do not care about 2022 any longer. They are moving on. The Colts are punting on this year, and they hope that this punt is better than any of the punts their punter kicked on Sunday. They're done with this year, Zach. Well, they were forced to because no, Matt Ryan done. can't play. Right. No, like, like he's hurt. But so, what, like, we have to, like, yes, I think I under, no, I, but idealistically like he, you are correct, but they were forced to make this move no matter what. No, not to Sam Ellinger because who do they who else do they have on their quarterback roster? Nick, Nick Foles. Foles, right? If if the Colts were actually still trying to salvage this season, they would go with Nick Foles if Matt Ryan is hurt. Because but you Nick, know what Nick Foles is. I, I know. That's but, the point. Why but, they're going with Sam Ellinger is because nobody knows who Sam Ellinger is. And look at what, and I know the Patriots lost last night and we didn't get a chance to watch it, but yeah. they, with, with a young, inexperienced quarterback, got a little juice, Right. The Panthers got a little juice after firing Matt Rule. And so I think that is the strategy. I don't think that this is a complete, we give up on the season. I think if the season goes uh, astray, then they're like, okay, that's fine. But Sam Ellinger is a at least a jolt for a team to find out who they have on their roster and a guy they drafted. Finally, they get to play a guy they drafted. Yes, they do get to play a guy they drafted, but I, I still firmly believe the Colts are punting on the results of this season, and the only results they care about is their draft position and if Sam Ellinger can show them any type of uh, value for the future. that That's the only two results that they're worried about. And I think the draft position is probably more important because they have to draft the quarterback in the first round regardless if Sam Ellinger's great or not. They have to like, they're just like Sam Ellinger. If he goes out there, and looks like Davis Mills, like Davis Mills is not going to stop the Texans from drafting a quarterback high again when they need to. He's just a stopgap. 
the Colts are creating their gap year. Well, Davis Mills has had the opportunity to prove that he's not worthy. Yes. On a bad team, but but he's had, like, he's, he's had the, Sam Ellinger has not had the opportunity yet to prove he is not worthy. Now we may get to that point. MB says not if Ellinger balls out. Well, the Colts are going to terrible. Austin, they're three, they're 500. They're three, three, and one. I'm not look. I'm as five hundred as it gets, <laughs> literally. But the it's not like they're the Jags, right? They're in a completely different situation. They've only won two two games. The Colts are three three and one, and they do have AFC teams. I'm not saying that the Colts are going to make the playoffs. The Colts, but they could get back into at least vying for the playoffs because there's a seventh team, right? I mean, I mean. Technically, but they're but, trying. I don't think that they're just like Sam Ellinger is our final decision no, I, to tank. This, no, this is what they're doing. They, they I, I firmly believe that they say, screw it. They need to reset because they've done this now three times. They did Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. All failed. All of them failed. So they're not going to do that a fourth time. So they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round. <laughs> don't put it past them. <laughs> they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round. Yes. Yes, they're, and going, they were go- they're going to trade up regardless. Yes, but now they have to get closer because they've given up two first-round picks or, or two second-round picks for the Matt Ryan deal, so they don't have as much ammo behind their first round. They've got to get closer. Well, they've look, get when you're trading, but but you know this, when you're trading up in the first round, you're giving up future first, not future seconds. That's but just they, how it. That's that's how that's how it is. But so they, but that that is not a deterrent. But they can't draft twentieth or an 18th to move up to where they want to go. They want to be drafting near the top 10, if not in it. That's what they're trying to do here because they've done this with success. So they've shown us that Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, that doesn't work. They gave it three shots, right? What does work for the Colts is suck for a year, draft really high, and get a Hall of Fame level quarterback because they've done that with success twice with Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. Twice. Well, and what and they do, they now the injury to Peyton Manning allowed them to suck and have that gap year to get Andrew Luck, and that quarterback by that year. Oh, he's got long blonde hair. Curtis yeah. Payton. Ah, there you go. From that, I do not know. Iowa, <laughs> Iowa, gross, <laughs> gross, gross. Iowa. <laughs> you, you get, uh, we're starting an Iowa quarterback. What are you? You're gonna get a bunch of points. You they, think they, you're gonna get they, a bunch of Iowa's points? Iowa's still running the same Curtis Painter offense from then. But so that's what they're trying to Curtis do. Curtis Painter but, may be an assistant coach there by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, but now I'm curious. Yeah, now you gotta look up Curtis Painter and see uh, where he's at. But that's what they're trying to do. They're creating their gap year to go get one of these quarterbacks. And because of the rise of several, look, CJ Stroud. Oh, he went to Purdue. Damn it. That ruins it for me. Oh, he, gold, that was, yeah, that was on golden, you though. That's you, bud. But yeah, yellow, black, gold, black, same difference. Purdue, Iowa, who gives a damn, right? Same school, basically. Uh, well, so he currently, Curtis Painter currently resides in Westfield, Indiana with his wife, Meg. That's his update. I, I, he's not, he didn't get it into coaching. Yeah. Purdue and Iowa are the same place. As for all I I'm not going to argue there. Oh, <laughs> uh, Dan Orlovsky went to UConn, by the way, uh, for people in the chat. But now, yes, but now we got to check you. That was a, that yeah, was a now I'm, right I'm look, I'm rattled last night. I, I, I was, I wait, I stayed up too late last night uh, for me to know that. I'm not as sharp. So, 
but you know, it, it's now it's Stroud, Bryce Young, you know, Hinton Hooker's stepping up. There's other quarterbacks that are really rising. Is it Will Levis? There's there, you got three, four legitimate quarterback options that the Colts are trying to get one of them. Oh, this is the year. Well, it's kind of funny because the Titans elected to get their get a not there, but a quarterback with value this past year when Malik Willis was, I mean, he was destined for the first round for a while. And then all of a sudden, obviously, Kenny Pickett, he fell. They created value. But really, this is the year that you go try to get a quarterback. And I think that the Colts are not naive to that. They've given, they're going to give Sam Ellinger the Davis Mills opportunity. And he's either going to, now he's got a better opportunity because he's 500. He's three, three and one. He takes over the starting role and he's got a lot of games left, right? He can prove himself if he really wants to. Now, probably he's not going to get them to the playoffs or salvage the season, but if he does, then they're in a different situation and maybe they found their quarterback. If he doesn't, they're going to trade up and draft one of those guys that you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah, and that, and I think that is the worst case scenario for the Titans because the Titans have been able to take advantage of the Colts not having their drafted guy. They've taken the Titans have taken and advantage. That's the Colts' fault, right? And and the Titans have had the coach and the philosophy to be able to to jump all over this opportunity where the Colts were the division. From Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck, they were the division for the majority of those 20 years. And now they've been rotating through these washed up veterans and the Titans grasped it. I just want to say this and it's not bringing you up. Well, it is negative because it should pain Titans fans. When we look back at this era of football, this portion of football, Mike Vrabel's tenure from when he started to now, if only the Colts are in a state of disarray. We've established that. They don't know what the hell to do. They haven't known what the hell to do. They've lost five straight games to the Tennessee Titans. The Jags are just coming off being the worst team in the NFL, picking number one. The Texans have been dealing with Deshaun Watson drama for the last three seasons. Austin, if the Titans had actually drafted well in the first round, and not botched Isaiah Wilson, not botched Rashawn Evans, not botched Caleb Farley, and those guys, God knows if they would have gotten value with those first-round draft picks that could have immediately come in and helped their team, this, it was for the taking. And then, uh, and then here's the worst part. When you had the number one seed, you didn't pick it away three times against the Cincinnati right, Bengals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, and I'm not trying to bring up old wounds, but like, this is your opportunity. The gate was wide the but F it's, open. But it's not about the, like, they've done the division thing. Like, even with those botched opportunities in the first round, they've still owned the division. No, it's, I know. But Austin, first round picks help you in the playoffs. Sure, I know. That's I know, the but, point. But your point of connecting the division and the botching, like, it, like with the botches, they took care of the division. So it was the, the botches that hurt them in the divisional round, the playoffs in the AFC South against, uh, and or in, in the wild card. I, you know, it's wild to say this again. And I found out more about Ryan Tannehill last year. You know, Nika brings up would have, should have had a Super Bowl by now. Now, maybe I always, this is my premise of going to the Super Bowl. When you go to the Super Bowl, 
it is a crapshoot. It's a one game thing. I think, you know, the, the yeah, it's a coin flip. That's that's all it is. But it's kind of like one yard short. It's like when the Titans, the Titans could have won that game. It wasn't the the Rams were a much better team. The Rams made one more play than the Titans did to extend that game. I do believe that the Titans, if they would have drafted better and taken advantage of, they have a great head coach. And again, I've been, I've established, Mike Vrabel is a great head coach. He has proven that now to be like one of the greats, he's got to go and win a Super Bowl. But he is a great head coach and he has established that through the last five years. I mean, he has. Now they're looking for a great quarterback, but those first round misses, I do think are eye-opening because they you start to kick the can down the road and you have tackle problems because of Isaiah Wilson. You've got to draft cornerbacks because of, of Caleb Farley. You've got to go find middle linebackers because of Rashawn Evans. And I know some of that happens, but this is, I do believe, with uh, Nika, that's a Super Bowl appearance, at least, if they kind of shear up a little, some of their mistakes. Yeah, and... and- you know, they've again, they have taken advantage of the Colts being a disaster uh, over the last four years, which is a great thing uh, overall. So you know, I, I think I'm now I am really curious to see what the Colts do yeah. moving forward. Is Sam Ellinger any good? Uh, does he provide a spark? Do they win a game here or there? Or is the tank on? And it's uh, to see where the Colts can end up in their search to draft the quarterback. Here's the benefit for Sam Ellinger. They play the Commanders, they play the Patriots, and then they play the Raiders. Not great football. Well, what do we know about the Commanders, though? Well, they're up and down. No, their defensive front is is great. Is good, right? But they're not a good football team. Like they beat Green Bay. I I know that. But up and down. Those three teams that I just named, the Commanders, the Patriots, and the Raiders, are not great, good quality football teams yeah they they move up and down so that's what i'm saying now then they play philadelphia which is a good football team but sam ellinger has a great opportunity to figure out and this is why i think they did it these next three games you're going to figure out if they're going to tank or if they can sustain and still try to scratch and claw towards the end of the season for Indy. So yeah. I, I think it's it makes a lot of sense. Now, Frank Reich needs to change how he presents things, but Frank it makes Reich's more done, sense Zach. Frank Reich knows he's done. Like, the reason why he presented the news the way he did, and I'll play it again, he knows he's done too. Um, also wanted to, to note that we are going to make a significant change uh, to the starting lineup. Um, we are going to elevate Sam to be the starting quarterback. Extremely difficult decision. Obviously, given the respect and admiration that we have for Matt Ryan and, you know, what he's done and what he's brought here, um, you know, he is a pro's pro. This guy is, this guy is special, special, special. Matt will be a... I don't need, I don't need to hear Frank talk about special. I just, I just special. wanted to wait. <laughs> special is what I was Two pick Matt Ryan is, right? Like, But that that is Ursay's decision. Jim... Ursay made that and then Frank Reich had to deliver it. I and agree. Frank Reich knows that he's out the door too. But I don't think that their season is just tanked yet. I, that's why I, I'm not ready to concede. I do think that they got three games to figure out who Sam Ellinger is and we'll know after those three games. 
Eric Alonzo says Frank looks like he, he won want to say I quit. Uh, that's kind of what I, it looks like to me. Is it Frank Reich is done. Special, special, special. When people say it's like when people are like, this is my truth. It's like, like, stop. Don't, don't just stop. Stop. Don't call things special that aren't special. Right? Like he he's. And I think what you're saying is, is that Ursa is kind of forcing his hand to do this, but it's still, you can fake it till you make it. You can at least go up there and do a little bit better. Why? Job. Why? For who? For the guy who's about to fire you? Well, he's not fired yet. Yeah, I know, but for for the guy who's making you do this, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't think Frank Wright cares what Jim Ursay thinks about how he presented it uh, at all. I, I, I don't think that's what Frank Reich is thinking about. I think Frank Reich is figuring out how does he continue to bolster his resume to get a job after the Colts are done? Because well, you, you agree. Know he, you know how he gets a job? He doesn't pick bad quarterbacks like Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan because that's Frank Reich. And that's, yeah, well, that Carson Wentz was absolutely Frank Reich and he admitted that. But you both, you and I both agree the Colts are drafting a quarterback in the first round this upcoming draft. Is Jim Ursay going to let Chris Ballard and Frank Reich have another chance to get a new quarterback? I think no. maybe Chris Ballard, not Frank Wright, probably more than likely neither of them. Right, exactly. All right, Zach, let's get to Tuesday Sports Trivia. On this Tuesday, we have been on a hot streak in Tuesday Sports Trivia. We've been 8-2 and two or better the last three weeks. So let's figure out how well we're going to do. We got 10 questions and one rule that's no Googling. Tuesday Sports Trivia coming up, but Zach... Tell us about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to find your next ride. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. They got that Palisade right there at the bottom of the screen. They're also the Sonata, the Ionic. They have a great fleet of vehicles that is trusted and fuel efficient. If you don't want, if you don't like gas, then they got battery for you. They got the Ionic which is battery powered, but their entire fleet, fleet of vehicles, you could find your perfect make and model, whether it is the Palisade, the Sonata, the Tucson, the Santa Fe, go online and visit WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Family owned and operated, Payne Bone, a good friend of A to Z Sports and the show. He will make sure that you are hooked up with a great deal if you're a fan of A to Z Sports. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. And download the BetMGM app when you use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk free bet up to $1,000 with your first bet on pro football. So check that out in your app store today. Again, download the BetMGM app, use our code ATOZ Sports, make your first deposit, and boom, your first bet on pro football risk free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications and eligible requirements. Rewards issued at nominal trouble for bets or site credit for bets expiring seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800 889 9789. 10 questions with Tuesday's sports trivia seven sports and three. What was our other category? We've got wheelchair basketball. We've got the ultimate fighter. We've got some football. And then our non-sports soap operas. Ah. So uh, diverse today. Yes. Uh, we'll start with football, though. And but, but we do need to go eight and two because we're at 78.3% through six weeks. So we can't drop under eight and two so we can keep climbing and inching up. Football. Which team entered the league in 1921? 
the Eagles, the Lions, the Packers, or the Redskins? Which team entered the league in 1921? The Eagles, Lions, Packers, Redskins. So, you know, 1960, obviously the NFL, you know, the AFL. This is an old team, but all of those teams are old. Do you know? No. Oh, wow. You kind of looked like you were just going to be like, this is it. Oh, <laughs> well, really? look, Jamal says the Eagles, uh, Pistol says the Lions, uh, and Lou Man says the Redskins. So we got Packers, right? I mean, we've got them all. 1921. Who did anybody just celebrate 100 last year? I want to say the Packers did. I think it's either the Packers or the Lions. Um, I think the Packers just did. It wasn't the Eagles. You want to go Packers? I say we go Packers. You want to lock that in? Finally, to the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers were an independent team and joined the league in 1921. The city of Green Bay set up a nonprofit corporation to operate the team. Boom, 1-0. One team was actually forced to suspend operations for a year during World War II. Who was forced to take this drastic measure? This... And there, it's not multiple choice. Oh, no. This is, I, I think this has to be in uh, uh, the, it's either the New York, it can't be the Titans or the Giants. This is, has to be somebody on the East I, Coast, I right? I think it's the Steelers. Or the Eagles. Well, no, because the Steagles happened when they joined one year. I think it's the Steelers. And we're getting a lot of Steelers comments in the chat. Here's why I don't think it's the Steelers. They are landlocked. I think this needs to be something on the East Coast. That's why I think it's a New York team. And I remember, I, I've heard this question before. I, I don't know what it is, so I'm not going to go that far, but That makes the most sense. I think I think it's the Steelers. And, and Orlando says there's a lot of production in Pittsburgh. So you're, you're I'm being outvoted. So I, I I'm, think it's I'm, I think we gotta go Steelers. Steelers, final A to Z. Ah, well, we're both wrong. One team was forced to suspend operation. That was the Rams. In 1943, both Rams co-owners and many of their players joined the Army. Hmm. Okay. That's some knowledge we'll take with us. What city were the Rams in at that point? I don't even know that. L.A.? St. Louis? That was the Cardinals. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. No idea. 
All right, one and one. All right, wheelchair basketball. Which of these plays cannot be performed in wheelchair basketball? The curl, the weave, the back down, or the pick and roll? Which of these plays cannot be performed in wheelchair basketball? The curl, the weave, the back down, or the pick and roll? Pick and roll? Right, you curl. guys. You... The bat, we're getting some back downs. That does make logical sense, right? You can't just put your weight into somebody in a wheelchair, right? Yeah. I'd say it's back down because you're backing into their body. Yes. Like with, with the back of the chair. So I, yeah, back down. Let's go back down. I feel good about back down. You want to lock it in? Final A to Z back down. Yeah, Most, a lot of you guys are going to hell, by the way, with <laughs> these comments. They're documented. Yes, uh, most public. standard plays in the running game are also used in wheelchair basketball. However, a back down would not be possible as it involves shouldering another player until they're forced backwards and allow you more room to shoot. This kind of contact is not allowed in the wheelchair game. Okay. All right. Two and one. All right. The ultimate fighter. Were the ultimate fighter three coaches, Tito Ortiz and Kim Shamrock? So, okay. The ultimate fighter three is the season. Were the coaches Tito Ortiz and Ken Shamrock? I never, I watched like parts of the ultimate fighter in the sense of, and I cannot remember who it was. One guy busted down a door. Like he it, like, it's actually a really funny clip because he tears this door down and looks, it makes it look like cardboard. So true or false in season three of the ultimate fighter, the two coaches and somebody should have watched this. Tito Ortiz and Ken Shamrock. So oh, that was Rampage Jackson. Thank you, Christian. That was Rampage Jackson. Um, so what's the question? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> well, they had known that, but the question is that again. That was a side note of that's the only. Yeah, yeah. Let's stay the, focused here. I, <laughs> I'm struggling this morning. Were the season three of the Ultimate Fighter coaches, Tito Ortiz and Ken Shamrock. Yes or no? I think we're getting some trues. Do they actually know what the question was, though? I think we're getting trues. You want to go true? Uh, yeah, we're, uh, I mean, we got a couple no's in there, but. We're getting some no's with two O's, which makes me feel like people We got to really... decide. Oh, man. I say we go true. True final. final A to Z. This was one of the most explosive The Ultimate Fighter seasons ever. Almost every episode, Tito Ortiz and Ken Shamrock were going at it. They almost fought at one point during the show. All right. So we got that one right. Three and one. Which of these AFC quarterbacks was not on the Pro Bowl roster for the 2003-2004 season? 
Peyton Manning, Steve McNair, Tom Brady, Trent Green. Which of these AFC quarterbacks was not on the Pro Bowl roster for the 2003-2004 season? Peyton Manning, Steve McNair, Tom Brady, Trent Green. So it's definitely McNair and, and uh, Manning because they were the co-MVPs that year. <clears throat> so on the roster, Tom Brady went to the Super Bowl that year. Because that was the year they played the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, the Panthers. Panthers. So the likeliness, and here's the hard part, on the roster or played? Yeah, yeah that, that's confusing to me. Um, and Trent Green with the Chiefs. That was in their Priest-Holmes days. Um. So we're down to Tom Brady or Trent Green. I think it's probably Tom Brady because I, I think it's the the super because he they yeah for a fact in the Super Bowl that year. So I, I said we go Tom Brady final A to Z. Steve McNair was selected as the AFC's starting quarterback mm -hmm. in two thousand and four. Tom Brady did not make it to the Pro Bowl. Because he was Super Bowl MVP. Ah, yes. So we got that one right. We are four and one. Let's match that four and one with another four and one uh, here in a second. But first, let me tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. Whenever you get hurt in life, know who to turn to, and they are where you should go to get back to health. Boneandjointtn.org. Also, giving away today a pair of tickets to Tennessee, Kentucky. So keep your eye out on our social media via the Bone and Joint Institute for later on today. Zach, we're four and one. We need another four and one at least uh, to get hit our goal. So what we got now? We're back to wheelchair basketball. And this, I'm truly, I have no clue. I'm now curious of what this answer is. So there are, there is a points classification system to classify the severity of players' disabilities. What number of points would classify a person with a very minor disability, such as something that only gave them a limp. 4.5, 6.5, 1.5, or 2.5. So the question again, there's a points classification system on the severity of the player's disability. What number of points would classify a person with a very minor disability, such as something that only gave them a limp? 4.5, 6.5, 1.5, or 2.5? Jake in Orlando came in with 2.5 pretty quick. So did Steven. Um, Pistol Ramsey says 6.5. I do not know. I feel like that's where we're at. We're either on like uh, higher or on the low end, but we do have 1.5. So 4.5, 6.5, 1.5, or 2.5? Brad says 1.5. Noah says 1.5. Uh, William now 1.5. So we're getting either 1.5 or 2.5. I, I don't know. Does anybody have any uh, like analysis or reasoning after? We're just getting a bunch of like numbers. Um, you know, Mark's, that's why I, this is hard. I, I mean, Mark I says 4.5 is the high end. So then we need to go 1.5. It's 1.5 or 2.5. I think that's kind of what we're deciding between. Let's say 1.5. You want to lock that in? Sure. Final A to Z, 1.5. We, we, we're, we're dragging here. 
Ah, I miss it. The lowest points a player can have is one. This person is likely to have quite a severe disability compared to a person with 4.5 points. Mm. A 4.5 pointer is probably the closest to be able able-bodied player that would be have a very small disability. The largest number of points a player can have is 5. In this case would have no disability at all. The answer is 4.5. Darn. All right, four and two. We got to bounce back. Four and two, last question. Last sports question. Who is the NFC's starting tight end in the Pro Bowl in the 2003-2004 season? So same year, was it Jeremy Shockey, Tony Gonzalez, Bubba Franks, or Algie Crumpler? Old Algie Crumpler, fumbling in the 2008 AFC yeah. divisional round. So 2003, I feel like Tony Gonzalez was still with the Chiefs. Oh, well, we we figured this out. He was drafted in 1997. And he played to 2000 and... Man, we, I saw this literally the other day. But wasn't Tony Gonzalez with the Chiefs? This was his like... The hard part is this could have been like his first year with the Falcons, and that's when he had good years. I don't know this. I, Je- I don't so Jeremy it- Shockey Giants starting tight end too. Some of these guys could have made. I think it. I think Algie Crumpler is a good guess here. Bubba Franks, I don't think was the guy. I don't remember him having big numbers. <sighs> this is a hard one. <laughs> Because, yeah, Tony Gonzalez was with the Chiefs. Because if Trent Green was making the Pro Bowl, then who the hell was he throwing to? <laughs> so that's where you have to go there. Dante Hall? <laughs> uh, yeah. And Priest Holmes out of the backfield. I think it's Shockey was with the Giants. And because Jeremy Shockey was in that 2001 Miami-Tennessee Vols game. But I'd say it's Crumpler. I'm going Algie Crumpler. The Falcons. Uh, that's all we have. You want to lock right. that Finally in? Finally, to Z Algie Crumpler. Jeremy Shockey from the Giants was selected as the NFC tight end. Damn it. But oh. due to injury, Bubba Franks mm. from the Green Bay Packers backed up starter Algie Crumpler. Hey! <laughs> you took it. You took me for a spin. I know. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we got yeah. that right. We got it right. Five and two. All right, soap opera. Call your grandmothers. Which hey, day? Liz, Liz says she should know these because her mom worked for a soap opera. Well. Liz, which Days of Our Lives character was once possessed by the devil? <laughs> Roman Brady, Marlene Evans, Hope Williams, or Steph- Stefano Demira? This is going to be really hard. This is, I, I, my gut says Marlene all the way. Hey, Jay says Marlene Evans. <laughs> all right, go read them again. Which Days of Our Lives character was once possessed by the devil? Ramon Brady, Marlene Evans, Hope Williams, or Stefano Demira? Uh, we watch. We, we we got a lot of Marlene coming in. 
You want to lock it in? Uh, yeah, we go Marlene, final A to Z, lock her in. Ah, in 1995, Marlena Evans was featured in a supernatural possession storyline, said it completely changed the face of daytime storytelling in the 1990s, When, but Entertainment Weekly called it the dumbest soap plot ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bold statement. All right, so we're now six and two. Which of NBC's long, which is NBC's longest running soap opera? So, what is NBC's longest running soap opera? Is it Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, Passions, The Bold and the Beautiful? That one, the last one. I think that's it. Which is NBC's longest running soap opera? Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, Passions, The Bold and the Beautiful. I'm pretty sure it's Bold and the Beautiful. I'm either between that and General Hospital. but Oh, uh -oh. Orlando says Bold and the Beautiful, CBS. I think it's General Hospital. I think that's what they like stake their claim. Liz says Days of Our Lives. Uh -oh. General Jill, Hospital is ABC. Jill. Uh, see, now we're starting to. So we go to, days. Do we go days? Let's go days. Because I, it's not passions. No, days. We got to go days. I think I think we've knocked them out. I think days of our lives. You want to go? Final A to Z. Like sands through yeah. the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. For more than a half a century, those words have introduced Days of Our Lives, NBC's longest-running soap opera. The record was previously held by Another World, which was canceled in 1999. Mm, bummer. All right, here we go. Seven and two. We need this. This is it. We got to have this one. All right. How many husbands did Erica Kane have on All My Children? Hmm. 10, 12, 6, or 8. How many husbands did Erica Kane have on all my children? 10, 12, 6, or 8? Or 6, 8, 10, or 12, if you want to go in numerical order. Yeah, That's, and uh, Jarrell's right. The chat has been absolutely. huge, yeah. huge for us today. Um, Orlando says 6. Jake says 8. Uh, Stacy says 10. 10, 12, 6, or 8. 10 is so many. But eight is what six? six is so but like six is because like it's a it's a stupid thing on a soap. Like that it's not ridiculous for the soap opera. Well, that means you, when you get to that point, you your last marriage, you gotta be like 70 or 80. Like right? who's You're writing that? Like how how can how many different ways can you write a new husband on a show? I mean, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's the town whore, right? Uh, like, I mean, <laughs> Shelly says eight. Yeah, we are getting a lot of the women uh, MVPs here because Jake said, I mean, Shelly says eight. Bork, Borkington says eight. I, uh, let's I, go with Shelly. Let's go it, with Shelly. I'm Shelley, with Shelly. Let's let's roll the dice with Shelly. Let's ooh, go eight. Ooh, Shelly comes in. She says she married a few of them twice, but it's eight. So uh, it's not eight. It's eight husbands, right? Yes, but that, so then so, it would be 
I think you know, because it, it's it's eight husbands. How so, many husbands did Erica Kane have on all my children? She says, I think Shelly's locked into this. Let's go with eight final A to Z. Let's roll with Shelly. Oh no. No, Shelly. <laughs> Susan Susan Lucci played Erica Kane for more than 40 years. During that time, the proverbial knot became the stuff of soap opera legend as she married 10 different men in 11 wedding ceremonies, although four of her marriages were later invalidated. 10. We were two off. Mm. Look, I, I can't, I, I'm not, we can't give all the blame to Shelly. We'll no, give some no, of the blame. We'll give a, a portion of the blame to Shelly. That's a tough question. Yeah. And we had the chat going crazy with eight, 10, Whew. 12. Seven but yeah, three. 10. 10 was the correct answer. Shelly says that's wrong. Shelly's fighting for it. Shelly says that's wrong. I, I will, I will Google, and we have no Googling now that. Everything is over. Yeah. How many husbands? <laughs> not Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, how many hu husbands did Erica Kane have? See, I think Shelly may be right. All my children. Erica Kane holds the number of most wedded characters in soap opera history. Erica Kane had 11 weddings and eight husbands, three of whom she married twice. So Shelly was correct in the multiple marriages. I think Shelly's right. This says married 10 different men what do you what what did you google what link did you go to imdb i think i think we have to give it to shelly i think we got it right i think shelly got it right i think we have to overrule this i gotta do a little bit more you gotta find a, a second source yeah, Brad says, throw that Vrabel challenge flag. Her marriage to Mike Roy wasn't even legal, but still counts as a marriage. Eleven weddings, eight husbands, three of whom she married twice. This is I, this is almost like my Sisters, husbands, sisters, husband. <laughs> no, that wasn't it. It was your your brother-in-law's sister's neighbor. Well, husband who stopped the neighbor from killing your, anybody your else. Your brother-in-law's sister's husband. Yes. It's kind of like this. And neighbor. whoever was watching yeah. the show knows who I'm talking about. Uh, I, I think we get this. I think I think Shelly's right. Many all right. Here, here's my second source. Many husbands of Erica Kane. Erica Kane. Erica Kane. Not bad looking. 
uh, 38th annual Daytime Emmy Awards. Man, this is a long article. Husbands, hold on one second. <laughs> I mean, this is important. Yeah, it's very important. This is the difference of us eight and two or seven and three. We have to get this right. Erica's okay. This is uh, this is a second source. Okay. To be precise, Erica was married eleven times and had a total of eight husbands. That Boom. is confirmed. Boom, Shelly, bang, right there. Got it. Overturned. Eight and two. Eight and two, baby. Eight and two. Shelly, the MVP. Coming that was a long that was a long replay. We had to go to the booth. We had to go to New York. But I feel like, I feel like this the is call, the CBS. The, the SEC call game. on the field is overturned. Yes. A to Z football. Yes. All right. <laughs> you, baby. And Shelly is our MVP. Whew. All right. That was a lot. Uh, great show here on this Tuesday. Again, thanks to everybody. Of who's congratulated us for the A to Z Sports Award <laughs> that we got the next award. Uh, hell of a show here. Uh, yeah, and Shelly says thanks to all of you guys who wanted her block. Orlando said block Shelly. Joking. The chat. The, the chat is fierce sometimes. That's it just is. the nature. It is. But uh, thanks to a bunch to everybody who's reached out and who's commented about us winning the award last night. We're very pumped about that and excited to, uh, where we're going to continue to grow. But that's it for us. Make sure you guys follow us all over uh, social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel so we can continue to grow. Buck Rising will be live tonight for A to Z Sports Primetime. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow morning where we can throw some shade on that trivia website that Zach was using that was wrong. Uh, but we'll see you guys then. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Talk to you later. Appreciate it as always. No shade on Shelly. Adios. <laughs>